<clears throat> All right. Yo, yo, yo. What is up? What is up, YouTube iPhone family? It is uh, K right here. Back at it with another good live stream for you guys today. Um, I'm going to rehash a little bit more of the Javante Tank Davis fight card. And then on top of that, we're going to be talking about Big Shot Shaw and F.A. Ajagba for this upcoming week. And then on top of that, um, I'm going to throw some other you know topics in there. I mean, uh, there's some also... Uh, like, I was also going to talk about the Oshaki Foster and Ray Vargas fight that's set for February 11th. And, uh, yeah, I think that's about it. I mean, boxing is... Boxing's going to be, you know, on fire. And I think heading into the 14th and then definitely January 21st. Uh, actually, no, there's nothing going on. Other than the Undisputed Promotions fight card, I'm going to watch that on Fight.TV. Um, I'll probably pay for that just to watch it, just to support, you know, the people that I like. Then, unfortunately, Charlo fight card, that got pushed back, so... Uh, that's gonna be pretty weird, like a uh, pretty whack. But I mean, as far as that goes, I'll probably just, just watch UFC or other sports. But yeah, man, um, I'm just waiting up on Dehab to come through. But uh, yeah, until he comes here, um, I will just talk about all the fights that are happening. Um, you know, we got Ray Vargas uh, coming in. Oh wait, hold on. Yeah. Hold on, give me one second, guys. Sorry. Um, hold on. Alright. Um, yeah, give me one second. Alright, there you go. Alright, cool. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, we have a pretty good stack card with all the fight cards that I'm talking about. Um, we have Stefan Big Shot Shaw. And that card, which I'm hoping Brian Norman Jr., he's on that card. And I know that Haven Brady and all those guys, they're going to be on that card. Yeah, it's going to be a lit-ass card. And we got D-Hive. Yo, what can you hear, up? Can you hear me? Yes, sir. I can hear you. All right, cool. Let's do it. All right. All right. Um, and first of all, what's your whole take on the Javante Davis card? Did you, did you think it was a, a good card or... <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, uh, this shit's, shit's funny, man. Uh, yeah, I was entertained by the card. I mean, of course, there was some fuck shit that happened. <laughs> Fucking Rashidi's goofy ass fucked around and lost, which <laughs> that shit was fucking hilarious. I mean, don't get me wrong. I knew the guy that I, I think he got robbed personally, and I knew the guy. Yeah. I knew the guy that he was fighting had a puncher's chance, but I, I didn't think they'd fucking give it to him. That shit was insanity. <laughs> but um, but yeah, no. So you know, and this and this is the problem with ducking. This is the problem with ducking. A loss to Boots, you could have kept your dignity. Now you look like a bitch. Now you now you look stupid. This is this is the same this is the same mistake Lomachenko made with Tiafimo. This is the same mistake that Tiafimo made with Cambosis. And now this dumbass made it with some random dude named Via. And it's like, this is this is what you get. This is what you get. This is why you don't duck. I bet you he's wishing to almighty God he fought Boots now. Because at least if Boots whooped his ass, he, you'd still have some credibility. Oh, you're supposed to lose to Boots. That's perfectly fine. But nope. Went out like, went out like a complete bitch. Uh, as far as Hector's concerned, 
I admit, I thought Tank would clear him earlier, but you know, uh, that, that is what it is. Uh, you know, ultimately he quit. Uh, I don't personally believe there was anything wrong with uh, his eyes or any of that stuff. I mean, people can say whatever they want, but the reality of the situation is Hector was looking out for his uh, his own well-being and making sure he still had a career. He didn't want to end up like Eidos, you know, your boss in the league. Yeah. That dude. Yeah. yeah, so he just, you know, he decided, well, I clearly can't beat Tank. I'm probably not winning any rounds. Uh, well, I probably won like two rounds max. Tank is landing the cleaner, more effective shots, and I don't want to end up in a fucking hospital. So let me just quit. He basically did what Rigo did against Lomachenko, except he just used a, he used an excuse. Like, Rigo just said, fuck it, I'm not beating this guy, so why would I continue fighting? Whereas Hector, like, yeah, Hector just made up a bullshit excuse. Like, oh, I can't see out of my eye. It's like, nah, you're fine. You just, you're just not going to win, and you're going to get knocked out. So I get it. You can't, you can't say as a fighter, I'm afraid of getting knocked out and keep your fan base. So he had to make up something. It's cool. I respect it, but let's call it what it is. People are like, oh, my God, he, uh, you you can't blame him. You're not a fighter. He did the honorable thing. No, he quit. It's cool. I'm not, I'm not insulting him, but let's keep it real. He fucking quit. He quit. There was nothing wrong with him. He knew he was not going to win the fight, and he was scared about getting hurt. He quit. Let's just keep it real. Let's not make up shit. Yeah, um, two things. Uh, the first thing about the ducking thing, um, I think... I don't know if this is true, but I'm just switching fight cards for like a second. But I'm looking on tapology.com on the Ray Vargas Oshaki Foster card, and supposedly uh, Subriel Matias and Jeremiah Ponce unfortunately got rescheduled once again. And yeah, Ponce don't Ponce don't want none of that. Ponce yeah. gonna get destroyed. <laughs> um, well, I, dude, I told you, I told you that his his visa. I told you that his visa issues were bullshit. I told you that. I I, I was like I, I was like there there's no fucking visa issues. He's scared of getting his ass whooped. Dude, the IBF just gotta take his spot away, man. Like I'm so dude, I'm so effing pissed off, man. Like yeah, I to, I told you that, dude. Uh, the moment the moment told me that Ponce got uh re, that that fight got postponed for visa issues, I knew it was bullshit. <laughs> I knew it was bullshit. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. like Argentina doesn't have any visa problems with any migrant coming over to the states. Like, like I don't know too much about the ins and outs about getting a visa, but all I know is that if you're good as far as working wise, you know you can come over to the states however long you want to, as long as you're you know following let the certain laws and regulations to come over globally. But I just think like. You know, but the whole visa thing, like, it's a duck because it's like, you know, if you're having visa issues, why are you fighting, you know, at all? Like, why was it? I don't under, I don't understand what the fuck he's trying to do. Like, bro, Matias isn't going anywhere. Are you, are you trying to wait him out till he gets injured in camp or some shit? Like, you're going to have to fight him and yeah, you're going to fucking lose. Just go in there and, and try your best. And if you can't handle it, just take a knee like those British do. Stop acting like a bitch. Let's get this shit over with. Cause honestly, I, I don't even care. I don't even care about this fight because Matias is gonna like destroy this dude. I want to see Matias fight some other people. Like I'm talking like Matias versus Taney, Matias versus Gary Antoine Wilson, like some good shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ponce is wasting him. fucking time. I just want him to get the title so bad, so that way we can see the big fights. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not trying to say like he should just focus on this fight and therefore not worry about the other fights like this is his his opportunity and he deserves it like you know he he like like subriel is doing the same thing what villa you know should have you know be in the position for like 
Subaru Matias basically has the same career arc as Virgil Ortiz Jr. and doesn't get any respect. Yeah, yeah. So he should be given his credibility right now. That's basically what I'm saying. Like, you know, I want to see him. Like, honestly, look, the sad thing about it, like, I'll even compare it with the Hector Garcia situation. More people that dick ride Hector Garcia for the sake of saying like, oh, no, he tried his best. He did a good job. Those are the same people that will turn their backs against them and say that, oh, Tank fought like a bum. And they'll do the same thing for Subriel Matias and say, oh, well, he hasn't done anything, blah, blah, blah. But yet he's in position for a title and he had to work his way to the top and he did what he had to do to get up there to be at least somewhat credible. So, you know, to me, like, I like I personally believe it's a double standard that people throw onto people that are on the coincidentalists versus people that are on the hopeless. You know, that's like, 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 Super Matias hasn't fought anybody, but that's not his fault. He's been fighting. He's been fighting his way through the rankings like everybody else. It's the same as people talk about Jerron Ennis. Oh, he hasn't fought me. That's not his fucking fault. Put your man in front of him and see what happens. Same with Subaru Matias. You think some shit is sweet? Put your man in front of him and see what happens. Yeah. He doesn't even trash talk. He just goes in there and just fights, you know? That's that's because the nigga's a killer. He doesn't need to trash talk. People people know what he is. That's why they don't that's why that's why people don't talk about Subaru Matias, but they know he's there. They don't want to have their dude fight him because he's fucking scary. Subaru Matias, like I, I tried to tell I tried to tell somebody that like a tank goes to 140. And he like tries to fight Super Matias. That's not a sweet fight. Tank might fuck around and get beat up. Like that's not yeah, that's not yeah. some shit. Where, yeah, like I tried to explain that to someone. They're like, "Oh, Tank's this, like that." I'm like, "Yeah, that, that sounds good." But Tank has never killed anybody. So you know, yeah, Matias doesn't care about that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Tank Tank is cool, but Tank is not a killer. Tank Tank talks all that killer shit for the media. Super Matias is a real killer. Him. Kovalev, Canelo, these people have all murdered people in the ring by, uh, you know, not not murdered, but, you know, they've killed people with their fucking hands. And, you know, and the thing is, too, Subaru Matias punches hard, but he also turns in his hooks. That means that he has no hand issues. You're not going to be dealing with somebody with soft gloves when it comes to Subaru Matias. So niggas, niggas need to just, you know, they need to show some respect because this shit is not sweet over here. Yeah, the motherfucker has a loss because his boxing skills aren't there. But when he touches you, you move. Yeah, yeah and that's what creates up the equalizer. But um. Yeah, and and, and the weirdest part is Super Matias' punches don't even look hard, but with both hands he knocks dudes over. Like his punches look soft, but all of a sudden dudes are flying all over the place. It's the weirdest. It's the weirdest shit in boxing I've ever seen. He looks like he's barely touching you, and dudes are like <laughs> flying all over the ring. Fucking bleeding from their eyeballs and shit. She don't make no sense, bro. Yeah, it's just like what Deontay Walter says. Like, you know, but the minute I, like, uh, the minute I hit you, you know, like, um, like, um, your life is, you know, being taken like away. But um, yeah, yeah. yeah. So people like Ponce, Ponce needs to stop fucking around and and wasting time. He's acting like fucking Mungia at this point. Get the fuck out of the way. I'm trying to get some goddamn boxing. You're over acting like a bitch because you don't want to get your ass whooped. Like I, I always say. If you're afraid of getting destroyed by someone, just do what Rocky feels. Yeah. Take and take a knee, and then just go home. Like it's not that serious. Just go home. Yeah. 
Yeah, man. Like, oh, for real, bro. These bitch goons. Yep. Hey, go ahead. No, no, no. Um, I was just going to finalize and say uh, that I hope Matias uh, becomes a champion and uh, he can, you know, pave with the real way of, you know, real, you know, Puerto Rican talent and, uh, you know, continue to give us, you know, hardcore fans, you know, what we want, you know, the best fight and the best. And, uh, right, me just, too. Yeah, so... I'm happy for him, man. You know, like I hope he, you know, evolves to become a hopefully like a multi-dimensional kid. But uh, that's gonna be very interesting. Yep. Um, yep, yep, yep. But uh, anyways, back to the uh, we were talking about the fucking tank card and shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So basically, <laughs> now the conversation on Jerron and this is all. He's, you know, he went in with this guy. This guy clearly was coming in simply to survive and to go 12 because he knew that would be a moral victory because he couldn't actually win the actual fight. So now people are saying, oh, Jerron Ennis is a hype job. He's been exposed, da, 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 da. The same bullshit. And the reality of the situation is these guys still see Jerron as a threat because now they're using that fight as a justification for why Jerron Ennis shouldn't fight Spencer Crawford. It's the same bullshit Canelo used with fucking Charlo and Montiel. And it's pathetic because this is why we don't get the good fights because good fights are killed in the court of public opinion before they can even be fucking made. If you have a fighter that's on top and you're a fan base and you're not pressuring him to fight someone that's dangerous and might beat him, he's not going to do that. <laughs> he's not going to do that. You know, so it just sucks to see, bro. Honestly. Yeah, so... Like, uh, now that Javante cleared Hector, like, do, do you think that the career of, of Javante's career needs to be fulfilled by just fighting Devin and Shakur? Or, like, how do you think 2023 will play out for Javante Tank Davis? Uh, oh, sorry, I was just getting some gas. Give me one second to get back in the car. Okay. Oh, all right, cool. Um, Well, to be honest with you, if Tank fought, I mean, you already pretty much know how I feel about the shit. If Tank fought Shakur and Devin and beat them both, I would never ask Tank for anything again. Literally, if he just did those, beat those two dudes, I will never ask him for shit else again. He can fight his cousins. He can fight my fucking grandma. He can fight whoever the fuck he wants. If he beat those two dudes, I would never ask him for shit else. But this is boxing, bro. And based on what I've seen, Tank fans are pretty much no different than Bud fans. They're no different than uh, Canelo fans. They don't actually care who Tank fights. All they care about is how much money he makes. They they just all they talk about is how much money he makes, how uh, how, how big the event is, and uh, and uh, uh, how how nice his braids were. And like I see, I literally see niggas like getting fucking soaking wet over Tank's braids. Like what? Like get, what the fuck is wrong with y'all, dude? Like again, acting like fucking groupies, like talking about his braids. This, like, it's just weird, weird groupy shit. So, no, uh, he's definitely not being pressured to fight Devin Haney. So, that fight probably won't happen. Uh, I don't believe Shakur actually wants to fight Tank. I don't think, especially where Shakur had in his career. Shakur has already been built. People are basically saying he's the best fighter in the world. Why the fuck would he take a dangerous fight like Tank? <laughs> Why the fuck would he do that? He, he's already, like, that's, that's what I keep talking about when it comes to fan representation. You guys build these dudes so much that they don't want to fucking fight like you, people talk about how we're building Jerron Ennis Jerron Ennis wants to fight all these people Jerron Ennis is not even signed 
Jerron Ennis is not even signed to PBC, so he could fight on any network. Even though, even if you're signed PBC, you can still fight with any, any network. That's just a bullshit lie they made up to justify garbage. Yeah. But yeah, Jerron Ennis actually wants to fight these fucking people. But you got guys like Shakur sending con allegedly sending contracts to people like William Zapata. You're on top rank. If the size of the street bullshit is real, why the fuck are you sending contracts to William Zapata? Like, what the hell is wrong? Like, you just just dumb shit. He calls out William Zapata. He calls out Cambosas, who just got his ass whooped twice. Like, why are you doing that, bro? Why? Well, like, like you, like you know what you're doing. And someone on Twitter laid it out perfectly. They let it out perfectly. They 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 uh, they fucking waited until Devin Haney was having weight issues. All of a sudden, Shakur conveniently misses weight. They move up while uh, Tank and I mean while Haney and Loma are in negotiations because they know it's going to be Loma, uh, Haney's last fight at 135, and they can come in and sweep up whoever's there. Meanwhile, Tank isn't interested in fighting anyone like Shakur any fucking way. So it's it's a perfect time for Shakur to again be crowned this fucking king of the world. And fight whoever to prove it. His best win is Robson Kinsaysal, a guy who's never held the belt in his entire life, who couldn't punch. Like this, and, and he's the he's the he's the best. Like what? The, like it's just crazy to me, bro. Like it's fucking it's fucking insane. Like like like, like he hasn't even fought. He hasn't. Even, he's barely even fought every style of fighter. So no, Tank's fans are not gonna push him to do shit. Shakur's fans are absolutely not going to push him to do shit. Shakur's fans say Shakur is the fucking boogeyman. He, he, like, you know, even though if he would have kept his WBO belt, he could be challenging Devin Haney directly. But never mind that. Never mind that. Oh, he just said one day he was struggling to make weight and we believed him. Okay, cool. Like, Devin Haney has made his weight issues known since he fought Jojo Diaz. Shakur just comes out one day and says, nah, I can't make weight. Fuck it. What? So you lose the belt on the scale? Are you fucking serious? You're a unified champion. So, you know, I don't I don't think Tank fights any of these dudes. Uh, uh I don't, I don't I honestly don't even think Tank fights Ryan. I think Ryan pulls out. Ryan already ducked Tank. And it's funny because the sides of the street bullshit doesn't matter for Ryan Garcia. This motherfucker has been fighting on his own his entire goddamn career via Golden Boy and t- and the only the only person Tank has consistently pursued to fight is Ryan fucking lion garcia whose whose okay. biggest opponent whose whose biggest opponent is crippling fucking anxiety so you know man i don't have any hope uh i know what i want for tank but tank doesn't really want that for himself so i don't really care to be honest uh if tank doesn't fight haney or shakur after ryan if it happens i'm pretty much gonna write him off i'm not gonna worry about him i'm gonna put him in the same category as canelo i'm just not gonna really worry about it I'm not really gonna buy your. I'm not gonna buy the fights. Uh, I'm. I'm not gonna care who you fight. I'm just. I'm just gonna move on, and I'm. And I'm not really gonna give a fuck because that's all you can do with these dudes. That's that's all you can do at this point. Yeah, I mean, at this point, knowing that Javante he's his own boss now, I think there's gonna be more pressure on him if he does choose to, you know, you know, fight somebody that no one has ever asked him to fight and. Like he said that he, you know, he doesn't want to be in love the sport any much longer. So I would assume he's gonna try to push for the Haney and Shakur fight. But if it, it, like if uh, none of those fights happen, then yeah, like I'm in the same boat with you. Like I don't like I'm not gonna think of Tank as like an all-time great fighter. Like I'll put him, yeah. you know, basically C tier or B tier. 
Like, I put him with Terrence Crawford. Like, yeah, ta- yeah. his career is basically almost it's like Terrence Crawford's minus the undisputed bullshit. But they've gone up, they've gone up multiple weight classes, fought, you know, maybe one good opponent, and the rest of them are B level or marginal. So, yeah, like, he's basically, like, it's funny listening to Terrence Crawford fans shit on Tank. It's like, what the fuck? Terrence, same shit Tank's doing. It's just he's not making any fucking money. <laughs> like, like, what the fuck? Like, come on, bro. But, uh, but no, I, I disagree when you said that Tank is going to feel the pressure. He's not. His fans don't. He, th- this event has proven his fans do not care who he fights. All they care about, much like Terrence Crawford's fans, is his health, wealth, and safety. That's all they care about. They don't care about him fighting the best. All they care about is how much money he makes, how good he looks, how good the highlight reel is, his braids and his fucking shirt and his tattoos and blah, 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 all that shit. That's all they care about. They don't care about shit else. <laughs> yeah, this is sad, man. And, and it's just like, if he like if he continues fighting like just like absolute nobodies for the rest of his career, then I'm just going to be done. Like, like I rather like like I'm more I'm more interested in Devin Haney's career, you know, um, when it's all said and done than uh, Gervonta's career, sadly. Yeah, Devin Haney wants to put on consistently competitive fights. Devin Haney is struggling, actively struggling to make 135, and he's trying to go. He's really working his ass off going into a fight to fight fucking Lomachenko, some guy that people said was pound for pound number one. And every time you mention a fight with Tank, you got a bunch of dumb niggas who have never done any significant business in their life talking about, oh, if that fight's going to happen, Tank needs A-side. Tank A-side. Tank got to give you got to be A-side. Tank's always A-side. Like, we know, motherfucker. No one cares about Tank and his fucking money. He can have the money. Is he going to make the fucking fights, though? All these motherfuckers do is come out and pocket watch and suck dick and it's fucking aggravating. We get it. Tank is the A-side. Can we get the fight now? Haney has shown that he's willing to take shit deals to make the big fights happen. He's shown that. He, he, he took nothing for Cambosis, and he had to do it not once but twice. He'll take B-side to Tank. Are you going to press Tank to fight Haney, or are you just going to sit back and suck dick? Oh, oh Tank need A-side. Tank, Tank need A-side. Niggas that work at Chick-fil-A talking about A-side. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck yeah, up. No, dude, it's, it's aggravating. I literally used to work in entertainment law, and you got niggas that fucking, like, like, like plow bricks for a living telling me about how business works. Like, dude, it's, it's, it's the most aggravating shit on the planet. Bunch of bum-ass, oh, turn the A-side if we gonna get that fight. Talking like they're a member of the fucking team. Like, shut the fuck up, you bum. Like, Jesus, yes. that shit is aggravating. Yes. Speaking of which, like, I just hate it when people try to talk about business in boxing because, you know, when they try spreading lies about, like, what happens in negotiations, like, doesn't that, like, kind of, like, create some form of, like, fraudulent behavior, right? Like, if you could, like, you know, do something like that, like, doesn't that give, like, you know, like, a certain team to, like, have, like, their, you know, legal, you know, um, I should say, their um, legal um, protection unit you know, come after you, like, if you try to spread any uh, misinformation, right? Krog, the reality of the situation is that the business of boxing is not as... It's really not as complicated as people want to make it. The reality of the situation is when two fighters 
actually want to fight, they will fight. And I'm not talking about just two, uh, any two fighters. I'm talking about like two champions or two people at the top of a division, like real, real certified dudes. Like, like, like for example, let's use Tank and Haney. I don't know how many fucking times we got to debunk the size of the street business of boxing bullshit. I literally posted on Twitter today a quote from Eddie Hearn saying that the reason why he didn't sign Devin Haney is so no one can use the size of the street thing as an excuse. People still use it as an excuse. So, so, so the, and, like, like, no, no bullshit. The same people that will tell you he wants will say, Tank can't fight this person because they're signed over here. Gamboa fought on top rank. Ryan fights on the zone. What the fuck are you talking about? It's just lies. And the reality of the situation is that these people know that it's lies. They just don't want their favorite fighter to fight someone that might beat them. And that's and that's sad. Like, why do you care? Like, I want I want Haney to fight Tank because I'm not sure if Haney can win. That's the exciting part of boxing. These motherfuckers don't want Tank to fight Haney because they're afraid Tank to fuck around and lose. Like, that shit is fucking weird to me, bro. But basically, when there's enough financial incentive for two sides to work together, whether they have an antagonistic relationship or not, they're going to make that happen. Fury and Wilder, they made that happen. Both sides hated each other. Wilder was active, had active litigation pending against them, and they still made the fight happen because there was so much fucking money involved. That's what this is all about. This is all about fucking money. So the financial incentive is there. Yeah. When Mikey Garcia, Mikey Garcia wasn't no superstar, but he said, God damn it, Bob, I want big ass fights. So he put his foot down and didn't do shit else until he got the big fights. And then he fought Errol Spence. Fucking, you know, like Tank. Tank's been wanting Ryan Garcia for the fucking longest. And what happened? He put his foot down and said, God damn it. I want Ryan Garcia, and now he's making it happen. It's just up to Ryan to actually go fight him. So when these dudes talk about, oh, the business, it's the business, it got to make shit, shut the fuck up. You don't know shit. It's just it's like this Besides the blah, 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 blah. Paris Crawford is five TV fighter on before Porter. And these motherfuckers will say, oh, a business, there's something in the street, a boom, boom, shut the fuck up. God, just, just, just <laughs> dumb dick riding. I don't understand. I, I will never understand why these dudes are afraid for professional combat sports athletes. These men signed up to participate in combat fights. God damn. Fuckers kick. I definitely agree. And, like, I just never really believed in that whole fallacy at all because it's, like, it's not true. Like, if you and I want to fight X, Y, and B in a major... I don't think I can hear you. Oh. 
Just a piggyback off of that, um, I was going to say, um, in terms of, you know, what Diab was saying, like, you know, I don't believe the business of boxing, you know, has, you know, the size of what the street nonsense because all it really is is just a very nonsensical terminology that people use for fighters that don't want to fight, you know, you know, like the best opposition and, um, you know, they'll do anything in their power to say, oh, well, you know, it's because of the size of what the street nonsense. But it's like, at the end of the day, like, if you want to fight, then it doesn't really matter. Like, I'll even use, like, you know, the female fight between um, Alicia Baumgartner and um, Michaela Mayer. Uh, there was no A side, B side over that. But, you know, the thing is, is that. Alicia Baumgartner, she was with Matchroom with Eddie Hearn, and, you know, Michaela, she was with Top Rank. So, case in point, like, you know, they both hated, you know, one another, but there was nothing holding back the unification for them to fight each other, and they voluntarily came together. Like, this wasn't something that was mandated. Like, they got the job done, so... You know, why wouldn't they make, you know, the fight uh, between each other? Wait, hold on. All right. All right, here's the DF. Yeah. Oh. Uh, can you hear me? No. Hey, Croc, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can hear you. Can you hear me? Okay, cool. Yeah, sorry, my internet cut out but anyways like i was saying the only reason why we got canelo versus triple g was because the fans pressured them both i think he chopped out again he made more money than triple g all that shit and you know what he still made concessions to triple g like i was saying before the internet cut out uh canelo was the a-side money-wise but Triple G said that he didn't want Canelo wearing his own no boxing, no life horsehair gloves on it. And that's why we got that fight. But people, that, but that's because people encouraged Canelo to fight Triple G at all costs. People are not putting that pressure on Tank. People, people don't care who Tank fights. All they're talking about is Tank A-side. He has to bow down and do whatever Tank says. Just sucking dick. So that's, that's why we're not going to get any of the big fights. Because if you're already the best, people already worship you, you're already making big money, why would you take any risk? Why? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Like, people people always reference back in the day, oh, Orange and Sugar Ray Leonard and Marvin Hagler. That's back in the day when, when fans demanded the best fight the best or they weren't paying for the shit. That's why you got those fights. That's back in the day. Now, now all these kids, and yes, it's kids. It's young ass, 
don't have any fucking life experience joggle playing call of duty all goddamn day ass kids that are treating this shit like reality TV. oh yeah i love i love son. yeah he got the clean brain he got the tattoos oh he looks so good like okay cool but uh, is he gonna fight some people like it's all it's just a bunch of weak fucking real housewives bullshit back in the day people didn't spend their hard-earned money on boxing unless real niggas were fighting now motherfuckers will support anything. Oh, look at his braids. All I care about is him looking good. He gonna get a knockout. Yeah, he making braids. Like, okay, cool, great. Like, like I said, if you're the type of fan that just wants to see your favorite fighters win, hey, that's perfectly fine. But just admit that. Stop making up stories. Stop saying, oh, it's the business. Stop saying, oh, he ducking. Like, stop saying all that bullshit. Just say, I don't want that fight because I just want to see my guy look good. That's it. That's it, that's all. Yeah. <laughs> I think um, that definitely explains it. Because, um, um, like I was trying to say like um, earlier, like I don't think the business of boxing has any sides of the street bullshit at all. It's like, if you want to fight, then you're going to fight. But, you know, yeah. like, for example, like um, whenever I talk about these matchups that I want to see, like, you know, Keyshawn Davis versus Frank Martin. I think Frank Martin will come to the table. But Keyshawn Davis, will he come to the table? That's his problem. Because if he's going to bring ego, you know, aside of everything, then he's going to be, you know, held, you know, like accountable for his actions. But for Frank Martin, we already know, like, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't need to say anything like about negotiations with Keyshawn because he knows that you know, if he wants to beat Keyshawn up and and he's going to beat him, then he's not going to bring up any drama to it. And on top of that, it's like, why would you even think for like a second that any fighter cannot make like a fight with like a like a like a with another fighter? And I think like the only reason why, you know, like promoters like Bob Arum and everybody else that tries to bring up the sides about the street nonsense is because they don't want their guy to lose but it's like you can't control your fighter if they want to fight but if they don't want to fight the best then that's why that they say that these fights can't happen because you know the fans marginalize them to believe that you know they don't need to fight nobody good until you know people actually wake up and be like look you know you're fighting bums you have to be fighting tough opposition now so like uh, that's my take Right. And also, I just I just want to make something clear. Uh, yeah, I, I just want to make I just want to make something clear. People have never had an issue going to top rank. I say again, people have never had an issue going to top rank. It's the top rank people that always have some sort of issue going somewhere else. And someone actually had to admit this, like a top rank stand had to actually admit this. Bob Arum controls who fights on top rank. Al Heyman doesn't control who fights on Showtime. Because PBC is not a promotional organization. It's an advisory company. That's all it is. Bob Arum is the one that keeps fucking bribing the WBO to make sure he always has a champion. So, again, people have never had an issue going to top rank. All types of people have gone to top rank. All types of zone fighters, all types of PBC fighters... It's the people that have the issue leaving top rank. For example, 
They were talking about, oh, Haney can't fight. He's stuck on the zone. Haney literally goes to top rank and people are still saying the size of the street shit. It doesn't matter. Like, like these people, again, these people just don't want these fights, bro. They don't want these fucking fights. It's the same reason why tank fans keep worrying about who Devin Haney's fighting. Oh, Devin Haney need to be fighting Loma Ishikura. Who the fuck is Tank gonna fight? Oh, it doesn't matter. Tank makes bank. Like, it's just pussy shit, man. It's the same with Spence and Crawford. Spence gotta fight fucking... Spence gotta fight Ugas. Spence gotta fight Ennis. Spence gotta fight Stanionis. Virgil Jr. Spence gotta fight all these niggas. Who Crawford gonna be fighting? It don't matter. He get in the bag to feed his children. What? Get that pussy-ass, weak-ass bullshit the fuck out of here, bro. That's bitch shit. That's bitch shit. And what's terrible, and crowd, I swear to God, what's terrible is that the fights that they don't want, the fights that they don't want to happen are the biggest bags. Spence versus Crawford makes more money than both, than, than, than any event either one of them have ever put on. Tank versus Haney? Bruh, niggas are still asking me, is Tank versus Haney gonna sell? Tank, fucking Haney fought Cambosis. It's just stupid. Haney fought Cambosis in front of 40,000 fucking people. And Tank fans keep telling me that Tank will sell with anybody. So wouldn't they do the most numbers with each other? Like, logically speaking, wouldn't they then do the most numbers with each other? If Tank, if, if, if Tank, if Tank can sell out with anybody, why not Devin Haney? He's got millions of followers on Instagram. He's the undisputed champion of the fucking world. He fought in front of 40,000 people, packed out. He's undefeated. Like, what the fuck? And then people will say, oh, uh, Tank don't care about belts. You don't have to care about the belts. You could have fought Haney and vacated to not pay any of the sanctioning fees. You can fight Haney, whoop his ass, and then vacate and not pay a single fee. I mean, what the fuck? Haney, Devin Haney himself doesn't even pay sanctioning fees because he negotiated that into his promotional deal. You're telling me Haney can avoid uh, sanctioning fees, but Tank can't? Like, dude, it's, it's all just bullshit. These dudes just don't want these fucking fights because they're in love. They are in love with Tank. They are in love with Terrence Crawford. They are in love with these motherfuckers. That's yeah. that's that's the long that's the long and short of it. That, that's the long and short of it. So yeah, you know, so like this is how it's gonna be. That's why I go so hard on fan bases because you guys have a lot of responsibility because fighters will respond. Like fighters on Twitter, they respond to certain things. They respond to pressure. If fans get together and say. We don't want to see shit, but you fight this person. Fighters will do it. Like, I mean, look at Demetrius Andrade. The reason why Andrade went to Showtime and changed his fighting style to be more aggressive is because fans demanded that out of him. Fans said, Andrade, get the fuck away from the zone and you got to press the action. You got to be aggressive. Boxing. And what did Andrade do? Andre did what he was asked. Look at Devin Haney. The fans told Devin Haney, motherfucker, if you want that fight, get away from her, take your ass to the top rank, take Australia, accept what's offered, and fight. Haney did that, and he still doesn't get any respect. Meanwhile, Tank hasn't fought anybody people wanted to see him fight. Tank has, didn't fight Tevin Farmer. Tank didn't fight Gary Russell. Tank didn't fight Loma Ch 
Yeah, Tank Tank didn't fight any of those guys at 130. Oh, like, like, come on. Like, Tank hasn't fought anybody motherfuckers have asked him to fight. And, 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 and these dudes, he'll just come out with an opponent and guys will be like, oh, yeah, that, that guy is good because, you know, because he's good. Clearly he's good. Niggas, niggas had to Google who the fuck Isaac Cruz was. And keep in mind, Isaac Cruz was somebody that lost to somebody that wasn't even as skilled as Tank. So it's just like, bro, like, my God, like, these niggas don't care about boxing. They really don't. They just want to see some dude just shine. And that's cool, but just admit it. I just hate, I just hate when these same bitch dudes make excuses, push narratives, and say, oh, my God, this is why we're not getting the fights. No, we're not getting the fights because you guys are bitches. Yes. That's, that's why we're not getting the fucking fights. Yeah, I was also gonna chime in about Isaac Cruz. Um, he had a very controversial decision against uh, Thomas Mattis, and uh, I, w- I was trying to find that fight and I couldn't find it. But like, I, like I'm not surprised that Isaac Cruz, you know, he doesn't, you know, want to fight guys of that caliber again. But he's so eager to fight Tank again. But it's like you realize Javante's gonna like brutally sleep you. Like he's just not. Like, basically, Gervonta's competition shows that, you know, he's, like, he's, like, levels above, you know, about the guys that, like, you know, his fans try to hype up. And it's just clear that, you know, Gervonta, he's comfortable where he's at right now, you know, until anything is, like, you know, somewhat changed in the future. Yeah, I mean, Cruz, yeah, Cruz is ducking because Cruz is not a boxer. Cruz has very limited skills. His entire his entire fighting style is based off of his power. And like I said, Cruz got beat by somebody that we've never heard of before. Cruz came in fighting Tank with a loss. Like, people people treat Cruz like he was undefeated. Cruz had already been outboxed by some random dude with fucking that, we, that we've never heard of before. So people keep talking, oh, who's he, 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 that? He's already been beaten by somebody that's not even close to Tank's skill level. What the fuck makes you think he fucks with Tank? And also, he has no jab. Like, he doesn't jab at all. So, it's just like... Yeah, and also, one, one of, uh, he, he fought one of these dudes, uh, I think, like, Romero or somebody, and I thought that fight was a draw. So, yeah, but, yeah like, I think some dude that Michelle, Michelle Rivera may have fought him. But yeah, I thought that fight was a draw. I didn't think he won that shit. So, so, so yeah, like, Cruz, Cruz is fucking marginal. He's a fantastic power puncher, but he's a marginal boxer. And, and he's not fast enough or skilled enough to even emulate like a Mike Tyson or anything. He's, he's a marginal ass dude. And people keep, people, people will big up Cruz because he was fucking number two or in the, in the IBF mandatory or whatever, but they shit on Cambosis despite being the goddamn unified lightweight world champion. Like, make it make sense, bro. It's just dick riding. Like, make, make it make fucking sense. Cambosis would fucking probably beat Cruz. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, bro. Like these these dudes picking shoes. Like the logic, the logic is so inconsistent. Like 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 it's just funny as fuck. These dudes, these dudes will hate on Terrence Crawford for putting a bag over an Errol Spence fight, but then they'll fucking praise Tank for putting a bag over all his big fights. Like it's like it just it's just dumb shit, bro. It's just dumb shit. And these bitch dudes are getting exposed, and then they can't handle this shit. 
I've, I've, I've like, it's, it's just funny watching them fucking flounder around. And then whenever you bring it up, whenever you bring up a comparable situation, all they do is, oh, we're not talking about that. Like a bitch that got that got caught cheating. Oh, we're not talking about that. We're talking about this. Nah, motherfucker, your logic gotta add up. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm tired, tired of motherfuckers being inconsistent as fuck when it comes to somebody that they like. Yeah, speaking of fighters getting exposed, um, I wanted to talk about the Jerron Ennis fight. Uh, do, do you think this... Um, do you think this fight that he had with Karen really got him exposed, or? <laughs> oh man, uh, honestly, no. I don't think he got exposed, and uh, here's why. Like I mentioned earlier, this Karen person. First of all, the only available tape on the internet of this guy is like four years old, so we have not been able to see him fight recently. So they had nothing to go off of. Second off. This Karen person knew he couldn't fuck with Boots on a boxing tip. He knew he couldn't. He knew he couldn't beat Boots. So his entire job was to come to the United States and not get stopped. Why? Because they know. Because he figures Gerard Lewis is the big bad, is the big super big bad boogeyman monster. So if I go twelve, that's basically like beating Gerard Lewis. Because they studied the American fan base, and you know what? They were right. Because now everyone's saying, oh my god, Gerard Ennis automatically loses to the fucking champions at welterweight. And it's like, yeah, Corinne was right. And now now they're gonna now now Corinne is fucking world famous and he's probably gonna go on to get some decent fights, all because he went twelve with fucking Jerron Evans. I mean the guy was, you know, hardly engaging. He got some good hooks off from the inside, but most of the time he's just using lateral movement. And I and I and I will admit. Jerron Ennis did make mistakes. Jerron Ennis spent so much time pushing for the knockout that he didn't let Corinne, he didn't lull Corinne into a false sense of security and let him walk on to the punches. I mean, come on, crowd, you box. You know how they say, don't push for the knockout, let the knockout come. Well, Jerron Ennis was, yeah, Jerron Ennis was so busy trying to impress the fans with a knockout that, you know, he didn't do, he didn't do everything he should have and he let Corinne off the hook. But it's funny because... This was a 12-round domination. Karin did not win a single round. He didn't have a single moment of success. And the punches he did land didn't even bruise Gerard Ennis. Didn't even bruise him. His eye wasn't swollen. He didn't have a black eye, whatever, whatever. But it's hilarious because people will say that's a shitty performance. But then guys like Terrence Crawford, guys like Virgil Ortiz Jr., they'll get fucking dropped and look like dog shit. But as long as they get a knockout, they still get praised. That doesn't make any fucking sense to me. Like, even Tank. Gamboa gave Tank a fucking black eye. But then they want to talk about Haney's performance with Gamboa. And he barely got touched. They want to talk about drawing in it. Tank went 12 with fucking Cruz. And he got praised. But Gerard... And, 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 and also, Tank lost rounds in that fight. Gerard Ennis perfectly loses no rounds. Doesn't even get hurt. All of a sudden, he, he, he doesn't... Like, he, he, like he sucks. And this is what I mean when it comes to the inconsistent logic. These dudes will say that Tank washes everybody despite constantly losing rounds because he gets knockouts. But Geron Ennis goes 12 one time with this guy despite having mostly knockouts. And all of a sudden he loses to all the champs? Like, what the fuck? Like, Errol Spence Jr., like, like people, people, people will say, 
like when, when you bring up Errol Spence Jr. and his performances, like for example, Sean Porter, people will say Errol Spence Jr. intentionally didn't use his best boxing ability because he wanted to beat Sean Porter at his own game. Okay, fine. But he got a split decision, almost fucked around and lost, and he got wobbled in the fourth round. Jerron Ennis didn't Jerron Ennis didn't use all of his boxing ability trying to push for a knockout to get the fans. And he still dominated 12-0. So which one's better? Because uh, fucking Brooke got a majority decision and Keith Thurman got a unanimous decision. They handled Sean Porter better than Errol Spence Jr. But Errol Spence Jr. knocked Brooke the fuck out. So this is what I mean when people talk about all these, all these triangle theories and all this bullshit. Just say you wanted an excuse to keep Jerron Ennis away from your favorite fighter, and now you have one. You wanted an excuse, and now you have one. That's it. Spence fans don't want Jerron Ennis fighting Spence. Crawford fans definitely don't want Crawford fighting Spence. Uh, don't want Crawford fighting Spence or Ennis. So it's all just bullshit, bro. I mean, he wasn't exposed. Like, where did he struggle? People were saying that he needed to make adjustments. How are you making adjustments when your opponent is having no success? His opponent didn't win a single round. He won no rounds. So I'm like, I'm like, you dudes just don't want these fights, bro. Again, you don't want Spence fighting Boots. You don't want Crawford fighting Boots. You don't want Crawford fighting Spence. Like, these guys don't want these fights. And that's why we're not getting them. <laughs> yeah, I definitely agree. Um, I just talking, think... talking about fucking, talking about fucking exposed. If anything, with the fucking, with the fucking shots, uh, with the fucking shots that, that Hector was able to land on Tank when he was in there fighting, honestly, I'm giving Frank Martin a better shot against this Tank than I was at first. And Shakur. Shit. I'm thinking I'm thinking those fights might fuck I'm thinking those fights might fuck around and go the distance now. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, that's gonna that's gonna definitely definitely show come fight night. Um I just think at this point, it's like if Jerron Ennis, if he comes out, like, see now, um, um, now that Jerron Ennis, um, he's now in a good position with his, um, whatchamacallit, um, his, you know, rankings, right? Um, I think, honestly, if he wants to play his cards out correctly, um, I want to get your take on it, but do you think the right path for him next is to go for Terrence Crawford if the WBO plays it right to to, to mandate him first to fight Crawford and then let's just say he clears Crawford and fight Errol Spence for Undisputed right away or should he go after Errol Spence for the IBF in which quote unquote it could be a duck by not fighting Crawford and if he were to clear Spence uh, does that ruin like, the welterweight timeline, depending on which route he takes? <clears throat> um, so I'm going to say this. No one is ducking Terrence Crawford because Terrence Crawford is a bitch. You can't duck someone who has proven that they're not willing to fight top competition. So, And also another thing, Jerron Ellis is still number two for the WBO, right? And one more thing. Terrence Crawford's mandatory slot is only available for petitioning once every 18 months. 
it's only been 14 months. So that means Boots would have to wait four months to even petition Crawford. I think Deron Ennis needs to go for Errol Spence now and force him to fight or run. Now, uh, and, and don't take any step aside money. If they get that fight, great. Do it, win. If not, you should fight, uh, what's his name? Romain Villa in the meantime in between time. If you can't get the Spence fight, absolutely. After fighting Villa, petition Terrence Crawford. But I can tell you this right now, Terrence Crawford is not going to fight Deron Ennis. Terrence Crawford is a bitch. Terrence Crawford is a pussy that has proven time and time again he does not want to fight competition. He didn't want to fight Ray Robinson. He didn't want to fight Pacquiao. He didn't want to fight Spence. He's not going to fight Boots. So people people that are saying Boots is Duncan Crawford, they're just making themselves feel better. These are the same fucking retards that said that Spence was Duncan Crawford and Spence offered uh, and Spence offered Crawford a contract to fight. So again, these dudes say whatever they need to. It's all just sucking dick. They don't want these fights. They just want their guy to just stay safe and keep winning. But Bud fans, Bud fans say everyone's ducking Terrence Crawford. Meanwhile, Terrence Crawford is the duck. Bud fans said Pacquiao ducked Crawford. Crawford's the one that didn't sign. Bud fans said Spence ducked Crawford. Crawford is the one that didn't sign. So no, like Boots is not ducking Terrence Crawford. Terrence Crawford is a fucking pussy. And 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 Spence fans that say Boots is ducking uh, Crawford. Those dumbasses just don't want Boots touching Spence. And you know what's funny? All these guys, all these guys say that Boots just needs to stay active. They need to stay, he needs to stay active. He needs to fight all these other people. And you know what's going to happen? They're going to fucking make fun of him for following their advice and not fighting the champions. They're going to make fun of him. They're going to say, well, uh, Boots could have been fighting the champions, but he was too busy fighting all these other random people. I thought you told the motherfucker to stay active. I thought you said, stay active, Boots. Stay active. Fight all these random people. Boots, stay active. Oh, he should have been trying to fight a champ, but he was too busy fighting random people. Staying active. So it's, it's, it's nothing, bro. These dudes, these dudes don't want these fights. It's plain and simple. These motherfuckers don't want these fights, and we're not going to get them. We're not going to get them. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think Geronimo should just continue to keep on winning and um, hopefully we get to see him, you know, get, you know, world championship status. Um, yep, he got, he, he's, he's going to have to wait. He's going to have to wait and scrap somebody over a vacant. That's pretty much it. Unless unless Spence, unless Spence really hates Thurman that much, grows the sack and is going to fight Boots. But, uh, but no, it'll most likely be Spence, Thurman or whatever, or Spence versus some random motherfucker. Um, and then, uh, yeah, Boots is gonna have to wait to scrap for a vacant. That's all. That's all. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Um, yeah, cause like, I, I really want him to fight Crawford. Um, I think, I think if he beats Crawford and he's able to get undisputed, like he says he wants to be in, uh, multiple weight divisions, um, I think that would be awesome. Like, you know. Yeah, it, me too. But Crawford yeah. is a pussy. <laughs> Crawford is a proven pussy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's yeah, going to be Crawford, a bigger problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Crawford is a very proven pussy. He, Crawford is a bitch. Craw Crawford, Crawford is basically like Adrian Broner. The difference is Adrian Broner is an honest coward. Adrian Broner admitted that for the money he wants to make, the PBC wants him to fight Godzilla. Terrence Crawford wants to make maximum money the money he believes he should have been making his whole career for fighting garbage. 
Why? He's looking at Mungia do it. He's looking at Canelo do it. He's, he's, uh, shit, he's looking at, you know, he's looking at all these other dudes. He's like, shit, why the fuck do I got to fight competition? They're not fighting anybody. He's looking at Tank do it. Especially, oh my God, especially Tank. He's looking, people are looking at Tank, like, people are looking at Tank like, see, all I got to do is talk some shit and say some shit and look a certain way. Because he's not, that kid's not, that kid hasn't fought shit. And people are worshiping him and he's making hundreds, he's making tens of millions. Why the fuck do I got to fight some damn body? Tank ain't fighting. So, yeah. So, you know, that's, that's, that's what it is. That's, that's what it is. Yeah. Now, speaking of, um, like, of the other fighter, Rashidi Ellis, um, do, do, do you think he should just go ahead and try to get that, that Villa rematch? Or do you think he should just fight all the other welterweights that could be out there? Like, you know, like a Cody Crowley, um, um, your Dennis Ugas, or maybe fight, uh, I don't know, just like anybody just to help him get his feet wet in the um, in the uh, division deeper, right? Hell no. Nah. If I'm Speedy Rashidi, I'm on Villa's ass ASAP. Rashidi went out there and laid the biggest egg. Now, don't get me wrong. I think Rashidi was robbed. I think Rashidi was robbed. But I honestly, I didn't think that Rashidi would lose or, or look the way that he did. But one thing I did say before the fight, when Rashidi came back after two years of inactivity in his first fight on PBC, he weighed in at 153. People forgot about this. For his welterweight fight at PBC, he weighed in at 153. So this is his first time in two years weighing in under the welterweight limit. He has to reacclimate to being a real welterweight. The reason why he annihilated that guy in one round was because he was heavy as fuck. But now he's actually under the welterweight limit. So he has to actually reacclimate to being a welterweight. So I think he comes back and he beats this dude in a unanimous decision, to be quite honest. But now he knows that all that speedy Rashidi shit, like, look, you can have fast hand speed, but you can't gas out. Win the round, score your points. But there's no use in running your combinations if you're not going to hurt or drop or stop the guy. You're just wasting fucking energy. Get on your double jab. Put all your speed into your defense and box these motherfuckers. Yes, you're not going to get that many knockouts because you don't you don't have the punch placement. If, if Rashidi wants to get knockouts, he's going to have to actually sit down on his punches as opposed to, you know, and that's going to take some speed off his defense. And it's clear, and it's clear his chin probably isn't where, you know, completely needs to be. So, you know, hopefully he has a new game plan. He doesn't blow his fucking wad in the first four rounds trying to look super fast or whatever. And then he'll beat this dude by UD and he can move on. So, yeah, if I'm speedy, I ain't doing shit else. Because to, to the rest of the welterweight division, you look like a bitch, my guy. You look like a straight bitch. You came in with this dude who <laughs> nobody knew. And you let him whoop your ass. You let him whoop your ass. He, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I said, I think, I think speedy won the fight. But you sat there in real life and let this nigga knock you down back to back. Like, pathetic, bro. Absolutely pathetic. You speedy Rashidi Ellis, this nigga slow as fuck, and you let him get on your ass in the last round. Like a fucking pathetic. And then what's worse is you talk shit about boots. You were talking shit like you can really fuck with boots on any level. You turned the contract down because you wanted uh, more money for an easier fight, and you lost, nigga. This is exactly why you don't duck. This is exactly why you don't duck. <laughs> yeah, so nah, man, Rashidi Rashidi need to take his goofy ass over there And rematch Via Because the thing is, too If Via decides to fight Boots 
He's just gonna get knocked the fuck out. And then and then and then and then Rashidi's gonna look double bad. So I'm like, wow, you were talking all that shit to Butch, and this is the guy that beat you? He just got slept. Damn. So yeah, no, nah, man. So yeah, Rashidi, Rashidi needs to get the fuck out of here. He needs to shut the fuck up, get back in camp, work on head movement, and and rematch this guy and beat this dude. Yeah, uh, I think I think of the card itself really showed a lot of you know um, uh, vulnerabilities in, in a lot of fighters and um, and I was also going to talk about the other two fighters that I have a lot of uh, you know criticism for for Brandon Lee and Vito Maneki and um, oh shit <laughs> I, oh yeah, shit I I got really pissed off you know watching those fights but. I understand why they are doing that, but I wanted to get your take on it. <laughs> well, uh, I said right after the fight where Brandon Lee got dropped, I said Brandon Lee was a sacrifice waiting to happen. People didn't realize that until now. And then when he was on the Aerosmith versus Ugas uh, prelims, he beat that guy up in a decision, but it looked like shit. Like Brandon Lee's competition is steadily getting worse and Brandon Lee is getting worse. So I think they need to just go. I mean, he's he's 27 and no, he's about to be 30 and no. They need to just sacrifice him to Gary Antoine Russell. Uh, uh, hopefully, after Gary Antoine Russell like get, uh, fights Alberto Puello or or whoever wins that fight, they need to just sacrifice him because at the very least he can get his ass whooped in a title fight. He can make some money. He'll he'll keep his dignity because he lost to a champion, and then he can go back and make some adjustments or he can fuck off because he's not entertaining to watch. I mean, he's got 22 knockouts, but he hasn't fought anybody. He got knocked on his ass, and they lowered his competition. So it's just like, it's just like, man, it's like whatever, bro. Like, yeah, I've, I've, I've never, I've never, I've never really been like super high up on Brandon Lee or anything. Uh, I mean, people were hyping on him because he got a lot of knockouts, but I'm like, that's cool. But look who he's fighting. So, uh, and Mill Nicky, I mean, what else do we need to say? Then Mickey got the living shit beat out of him by a welterweight with zero knockouts. Like Mel Nicky got beat up by James Martin. <laughs> like, like I mean, I mean, what else? What else do we really have to say about Mel Nicky? Mel Nicky is just a random, marginalized dude. Like nothing, nothing about Mel Nicky is impressive. Like he's cool. He can fight a little bit. He's making steady improvements. But uh, Mel Nicky's at what? One fifty four. Yeah, one fifty four. Yeah, dude, like fucking Abel Ramos probably beat the shit out of him. <laughs> Abel Ramos, uh, I mean, no, uh, Jesus. Jesus Ramos will probably beat the shit out of him. Uh, Joe Spencer will probably beat his ass. Tony Harris will probably beat his ass. Like, I mean, come on, like, is he supposed to be a future champion or some shit? He's not, he's not good. Like, I mean, what the fuck? Like, what are we doing here? Like, I don't, I don't know. I think, I think Nicky's going to be one of those fighters that grease up as a good sacrifice because he ain't getting no belt. He ain't getting no fucking belt. I think, I think, I think too. I think a lot of these dudes might be being laid up for Charles Conwell, and I hope to God they are. Like all these dudes, like Mel Nicky and, 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 Mel, Mel and Spencer and shit. If, if Showtime can get Charles Conwell, they need to be sacrificing these niggas ASAP. Let Charles Conwell clean all these dudes up, climb through the rankings, and get in title position. Shit, Erickson Lubin can knock him out too. <laughs> Oh my God, that's Lubin with smoke, yo. Oh my God, I wouldn't even want to see that. Man, they can get knocked out like four fucking rounds, fucking Lubin. 
<laughs> that's that's that, 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 that's 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 fucking child abuse. I wouldn't even want to see that shit, bro. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if I'm a matchmaker, I probably put him in there with maybe Terrell Gachet or maybe uh, Jamonte Clark. <laughs> but no, uh, Jamonte Clark probably beat him. Uh, Terrell Gachet is good. Yeah, no, Jamonte Clark's too big. Jamonte Clark, Jamonte Clark beat Fundora and didn't get the credit. He got a fucking draw, and they never rematched that. Yeah, so Fundora would get destroyed in a rematch. Yeah, and and I know, and I and, and Gachet, Gachet knocked Jamonte Clark the fuck out in the second round. I know that, but you know, but like I said, Jamonte Clark is too big. He's too big. He'll just keep Mel Nicky at range the entire fight. Mel Nicky can. Man, Nicky is, is the type of fighter you can control with a good jab. That's it. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, so I, I wouldn't. Yeah, so I wouldn't. I wouldn't even want to. I wouldn't even want to uh, see. I wouldn't even want to see him in Jamal Park. It'd be boring as fuck. He would just get UD. How about Israel Madrimov? <laughs> oh dude, no! Stop. Madrimov beat the shit out of him, Nicky. <laughs> oh my god, that's bullshit. Like uh, I wouldn't mind uh, Nicky versus uh, Michael Soro though. Or, or or Greg Vendetti if he's still fighting, that that'd be cool. Oh my God, Greg Vendetti, yo, I used to trash him so much. I used to talk a lot of shit about him. Like, <laughs> dude, he got he got knocked out badly. I, the guy's a the guy's a plumber. Like he he's a, Greg Vendetti is a fighter that still has a full time job. He's a plumber. He owns his own plumbing business. Oh, okay, nice. Yeah, like he's not he's not like a like a boxer boxer. He's a fucking He's a plumber that boxes sometimes. Yeah, so he's a full time worker. So yeah, I can I can I can definitely um respect that out of him. I don't I don't have anything against that. But Yeah, I mean he's, he was he was never gonna be good. He started boxing as like a, he started boxing as an adult. He started boxing at like twenty three. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but like I mean like I was gonna ask you like about that, like there are fighters out there that do become champions, you know, when they come out late, but how is that possible? Is it just like you have them, you know, like the natural skill set or you put in like the time and, and effort to to uh, to be at that level, right? It's a combination of both things. So sometimes people just come in at a very opportunistic time when the field of opponents is limited and also they have the natural physical attributes to be good at fighting. The reason why uh, it's better, well, I mean, boxing is like anything. If you started as a child, you're going to be better at it than when you're an adult because as a child, your brain is more receptive to information. And also, one thing that's important about boxing is that all the physical, all the small twitch moves that you need to be a good boxer, a good puncher, all those muscles, that muscle development starts from a child. If you're an adult, and you've never flexed certain muscles, certain reflexes, it's going to be incredibly hard for you to beat someone who's been doing it since they were a kid. Unless you have like a divine gift. Like, for example, Wilder's power. Wilder's power makes no sense. Wilder's power is like George Foreman, Ernie Shavers, shit like that. So that's why he can compete with anybody because he has the ability to just lay you the fuck down. That's why he started late. Whereas you have someone like... Uh, uh, Someone like Nate Gallimore that started boxing at 19. Nate Gallimore sucks dick. Nate Gallimore is fucking terrible. I mean, <laughs> I mean, th- does 
does he have the ability? Did he have the ability to win some fights he lost? Yes, but there's a certain psychological issue to it as well. Like Nate Gallimore is afraid to throw punches. He's afraid to throw punches. He doesn't get his head off the line. He has very low activity. His gas tank sucks ass. So yeah, it's it's like it's just it's it's a combination of all those things. But also what's important is hand-eye coordination and your ability to receive information because boxing is physics in motion. You have to understand the mechanics of the body and also be able to implement complex game plans with, you know, in, in, in the heat of the moment. It's almost like being a quarterback, except you don't have a team. It's just you. It's just you. So it's, it's a combination of things. It's, it's about your physical attributes. It's about your intellectual acuity. And it's, and it's also about the division you're going to compete in. Like, it, it will be very hard for someone who just started boxing as an adult to come in at welterweight and do some damage. Welterweight is too fucking talented. There is too much talent at welterweight for you to have a good shot. But if you come in at middleweight, if you come in at super uh, super middleweight, fucking light heavyweight, cruiserweight, you can do some real damage. You can do some real damage. Like, look at Brandon Glanton. That nigga started boxing as an adult. He, he graduated college, got his master's degree, and then started boxing uh, after football. And look at him. I, I, I didn't I didn't see the David Light fight, but I'm pretty sure based on what I've heard, he got robbed because they didn't yeah. want him to beat up. Yeah, because they, they didn't want him to beat up. Yeah, they, they didn't want him to beat the shit out of Lawrence Acoli. Lawrence Acoli is some fucking isn't he an Olympian? Yeah. Yeah, that's a perfect example. Lawrence Acoli is an Olympian that started boxing as a child. Brandon Glanton would beat the shit out of him, and they knew it. Because Brandon Glanton has the physical attributes because he plays football and he has the mental, the psychological and the mental and the intellectual capacity to master boxing fundamentals. Because look at him. While he was in school playing football, he got a bachelor's and a master's degree. So he has the physical and he has the intellectual. And they know that. That's why they have to rob his ass. So, you know, yeah. it, it, all, it, all, it all depends. Yeah, like I'm also, Oh, sorry. Oh no, no no! Like I wanted to clarify. Like I um I looked up the, uh, Lawrence Akali's um Olympic record. Um, he placed his spot at the Rio 2016 Olympics, and I believe he lost in like the first round or second or third round of that tournament. Right, absolutely. But the fact of the matter is that he's had a better amateur career than Glanton. Glanton barely has any amateur fights, and you know has already fought better competition than Akali. F.A. Jogbo, uh, uh, no, not F.A. Jogbo, F.A. Tobor, a poultry would beat fucking a Coley. A poultry would beat a Coley. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, <laughs> so and Brandon Blanton fucking cleared him. So, 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 yeah, no, like, that's, that's, that's what, that's the shit I'd be talking about. That's, that's the exact shit I'd be talking about. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, back to back to what I was saying, like about that, like if you're trying trying to trying to be good in the sport and you are coming in late, like shouldn't shouldn't you just be consistently um, committing all your time a lot to you know basically work on the job to keep getting better so that way you can like succeed a lot better long term you know once you get up to those you know world title fights right absolutely but that's another thing that's very important that you just said 
when you're not an amateur fighter and you don't have a coach that's committed to you already, boxing gyms are very expensive. I know because I'm in this situation. I couldn't afford a boxing gym until like maybe a few years ago because of the money that I was making working and because I spent so much time in school and with hobbies and, you know, chasing girls around, shit like that. So now I'm at a position where I don't have an amateur background, but I could pay a coach. Uh, I could pay for a membership at a boxing gym. Because the thing is, when you're a regular and you have no amateur credentials or anything, you have to pay like 100, sometimes 200, sometimes 300 bucks a month to participate uh, in a boxing gym and get the same coaching as people who want to amateur, who want to fight in the amateurs and who want to actually go pro. But usually, if you start fighting as an amateur and you actually have some amateur fights, the gym membership, the, they'll reduce the price or allow you to trade for free as long as you stay active as an amateur. That's how boxing gyms work. So if you don't have a coach that's committed to you and you have no experience or connection with a gym, you have to finance everything. You have to pay for your gear. You have to pay for your food. You have to pay for your camps. You have to pay your coach. You have to pay for your sparring, your water, and you have to keep a roof over your head because the amateurs pay nothing. Yeah. So, so it's, easy, it's easy for a kid who's living at home whose parents pay for everything. But when you're an adult, you got to pay your own bills. It's much, much harder. Yeah, that's... um. Uh, that's funny how you say that because you know um when i used to wrestle back in high school um you know wrestling in high school is nowhere near you know amateurs and boxing where you know you're dropping all that money to go out to the like events but you know it clearly shows like boxing doesn't have a proper financial structure for you to like not have all this financial uh, garnishment that's taken away your ability to get better at the sport and I think I think honestly like uh, that's what boxing needs you know what I'm saying like I was like advocating at one point to say that you know boxing should be you know put into schools like colleges high school or just 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 like have a more market size like like I know that but the sport is really tough right now but you know in a perfect world like boxing would be like number one on all like you know all cylinders if you know all the money was there right well that's a good just think like oh i'm sorry oh no you're fine continue no no no. i was just gonna finalize to say like in a perfect world boxing would be awesome like you know if you had the ability to like go to a gym and just pay for a very good deal for you to not have to waste so much money to become a fighter and things were financially you know supported to you to get up there you know in uh, the sport that you want to do like boxing like I think boxing would be awesome if it had a, uh, something like that you know what I'm saying boxing as an NCAA sport is a fantastic idea I've thought about this so much that would be fucking dope like if they yeah, have boxing versus North Carolina have, boxing. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, yeah, it would, it would, be, it would basically be like, in, it would basically be like individuals for sure. Yeah, it, it, it would, it would basically, it would basically be like different, different individuals for sure, of course. But, but yeah, like having it like wrestling, that'd be so cool. That'd be fucking awesome. Like if they had, if they have boxing in college, uh, for you know, I would have definitely joined. That would have been dope as hell. 
Yeah, same here. I would have done it, and I would have. Oh man, like if I didn't choose wrestling, like in high school, and boxing was included in high school sports leading into college, like I like I can like I could have seen myself doing a lot more success doing that. And like if they had that like at like the major level where like you know let's just say if you started at community college in boxing and then you got offers to fight at bigger schools like. You know, you facing guys that like, you know, all the D1 programs and you going to invitational tournaments like they have nationwide and globally, like, that would be awesome, right? Like, that would be lit. Yeah, no, NCAA boxing would be dope. That, that's that's a really good idea. I think I think that's something that should be looked at. Uh, but it probably they don't want to do it because of all the, uh, you know, the shit. <laughs> Well, they don't want to do it because of all the uh, like the traumatic brain injuries and you know all that all that stuff. All that shit is complicated. And not to mention with football, they make so much money in merchandising via jerseys. You can't really make a jersey for a boxer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah like you, can't, you can't you can't really make a jersey for a boxer and shit like that. And also a, a lot a lot of people a lot of people don't like boxing. Like that's the reality. Like, a lot of people a lot of people just don't like boxing. So you know football football is more popular. Easier, easier to monetize, shit like that. So you know, that's why I probably won't do it because they make so much money doing other shit. They're like, why would I get in the boxing when I'm making money doing all this other shit? Yeah, the financial like, like you know, opportunities would be so large if you know if it was funded. You know, like I could, people would have like, to watch it. They'd, they'd have to, they'd have to make it. They'd have to, you know, like people, people would just have to watch it. They'd have to. Get venues and get people to actually come and watch the colleges like fight each other and shit. Yeah, I just figured that I'd just bring out the idea just to talk about it. That's all. But, you know, it is a good idea. It, it is it, NCAA boxing is definitely a good idea. Yeah, because like um, when I did wrestling in high school, like you know they had like you know there's certain wrestlers out there nationwide that were being looked at, but you know once you got into college, like. You know, you have like the big networks, you know, talking like about you because, you know, if you're like competing in those tournaments a lot more nationwide, like, you know, you get looked at a lot fast and um, uh, that makes like your name a lot huge and uh, bigger. So uh, that's why, you know, you hear guys like Kyle Dake, Jordan Burroughs, like all those dudes, like, like even, you know, Tyron, uh, Tyron, uh, Tyron uh, Woodley, he even talked about his um, wrestling career and he said you know when he did um, wrestling for um, University of uh, Missouri I think um, he was like top leading um, wrestlers you know out of his entire team that led you know uh, I think um, I think he won like a national title if I'm not mistaken but uh, that's just like a yeah so yeah most most UFC dudes yeah most most UFC dudes have a wrestling background yeah, a lot of yeah, a lot of them have wrestling. Well, the Americans, I should say, a lot of them have wrestling. Some of them have like karate, uh, jujitsu, shit like that. But yeah, no, I definitely, I definitely think it's a, uh, I definitely think that would be a good idea. It's fun, good exercise. You do it for men's, women's, you know. So yeah, I do, I do think that that'd be a dope ass, a dope ass idea. Yeah, I'm actually gonna try to like talk to Tim Witherspoon Jr. about it. Try to see if maybe me and him could try to like 
push for like an online petition like maybe do something like that like i don't know like well enough 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 schools enough schools would have to want boxing at their school and like i said because boxing is more difficult to monetize like it's hard like bro even boxing in the like amateur boxing in the olympics there's hardly any money why do you think more boxers are just turning pro there's no money in it that's why it's very that's why it's very hard to monetize that's why a lot of colleges didn't want it whereas like wrestling look at the w like like look at uh like look at the ww the ww in the ufc you have a place where they can go where they can you know make money and shit whereas outside of college you go to the olympics there's no money and in the pros, it's, it's very hard to actually get to a spot where you can make money. In the pros, making money isn't even really about skill set. It's, it's about popularity. So, you know, it's, it's just it's too hard to monetize boxing. Yeah, yeah dude, you got, you got people that suck fucking ass making a bunch of money. <laughs> so, so, yeah, but boxing, getting, getting to the top is, is like in the amateurs. In the amateurs, getting to the top is about skill set. And the pros getting to the top is all just about sucking dick and being popular. It's not. It's not real. Yeah, like, I mean, come on, about, bro. Uh, I'm thinking about wanting to sign up for like, the WWE now. <laughs> I mean, shit. That's that's what boxing is becoming. Boxing is becoming the fucking WWE. <laughs> oh my god, that, that's just crazy. Because like. I was, like, looking up what the tryouts for like, the WWE because, like, I was just kind of, like, you know, surfing around, you know, the uh, internet. And um, I think, I think like, the WWE has, like, open public, you know, tryouts uh, that they give you. And, you know, if you're good, like, skills-wise, you know, then they'll just, like, pick you up for it. <laughs> yeah, they have, they have uh, auditions. You can, you can audition. Uh, yeah. I mean, because, you know, you have to be able to play a character. You have to be in good physical shape. You have to be a draw. But yeah, no, like, like I said, boxing is, is not, it's not about getting to the top as far as money. It's not about skill set. If you want to, like, get to the top winning belts and shit, I mean, yeah, that's about skill set. But making money in boxing, no, it's just about popularity. It's, it's not about real skills. Like I said, you got, you got motherfuckers in boxing making plenty of money having been doing jack shit. Like, look at Terrence Crawford. Terrence Crawford hasn't been, Terrence Crawford hasn't been fucking doing anything. I mean, shit, look at Amir Khan. Amir Khan's made a bunch of money, bunch of fucking money in Boston. His fucking ass gets knocked out once every other fight. Like, <laughs> <come> on, like. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, it's, it's not That's about fucking, knocked yeah, it's out. not. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not about. It's not. A, it's not even. It's not even close to being about skills. It's just about popularity. <laughs> Yeah, like I was uh, talking to this uh, one. Um, uh, there's this one female fighter that I speak to, and uh, she's a great fighter. Um, I love watching her fight. Um, um, her name is um, Rihanna Rios, and she 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 gave me a very good example of like how you know the amateurs doesn't give you any like you know give you any clarity in boxing, but she was on the same team. I believe of the during 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 like the same uh, like what the um, Olympic team right that was with um, I think she was with like Clarissa Shields, um, Michaela Mayer, Marlon Esparza, and all those other women. And I think she was like one of like, the top leading amateur fighters in the country, where she could have made it to the like Olympics, but you know things didn't go her way with 
you know, about the amateur system. And she, she was basically telling me that, you know, uh, the reason why women even go that route is because, you know, uh, they're not so confident in, you know, the financial aspects of going pro. But now, you know, more women are starting to go pro rather than not, you know, going to let the amateurs for that long. Because it's like, you know, the amateur system is so broken now where, you know, but the teams are like basically favorited to politicize, you know, certain people and keep people up, keep people, you know, like, you know, protected from other fighters that actually should be you know, looked at more and promoted like a certain way for them to, you know, flourish in their uh, careers uh, before even thinking about going pro. But uh, yeah, people uh, she, get robbed in the amateurs. Yeah, uh, she also brought that up too. But yeah, be, yeah, people, yeah, the popular, the popular fighter, or like, I mean, shit, Tim, even Timothy Bradley. Timothy Bradley said that he actually beat Ward in the amateurs. But because Ward's aunt was uh, a fucking judge, Ward got it. I didn't watch their fight, but I mean, I believe oh, it. Really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, didn't, I, I didn't watch their fight, but if Ward's aunt was really one of the judges, then yeah, that makes a lot of sense because that shit happens all the time. Even with Gary Antoine Russell and Boots, people keep saying, oh, well, y'all remember Gary Antoine Russell beat Boots in the amateur. Uh, Boots has come out and said multiple times that shit was robbery. It didn't even go like that. And just just look like look at Mayweather. Mayweather went to the Olympics and got fucking robbed. So did Roy Jones. So it's like none of that shit fucking matters, bro. Like people, all the old fucking amateurs. This is why like dudes like Devin Haney could fucking skip the Olympics and come in and whoop ass. And now people are scared to fight him. Yeah, because he's garnered all that experience to become a better pro. Exactly. Amateur experience means fucking nothing. Like, people keep, like, yeah, like, fucking, like, like, fucking, uh, I mean, it helps, don't get it twisted, but it's not the end-all, be-all. Like, Butai has whooped Stan Yonis ass in the amateurs. Look what happened oh, when yeah. they were pros. Oh, yeah, Butai, yeah, Butai have whooped Stan Yonis ass. And then they come to the pros, Stan Yonis whooped, beat him. So it's like, it's, it's different here, bro. Yeah, that's so crazy, man, because I didn't know, like, about that, but Stan Yonis, he was talking, like, about that, saying that, you know, Butaev, you know, you know, just outclassed him. But then, you know, years later, like, he's gotten way better. And, you know, he he was saying, you know, even though that fight was tough, but he had, like, the style to beat him, you know? Yeah, I mean, Stayonis is more of a pro style. Butaev comes in, applies a lot of pressure, throws some decent punches. He's very aggressive. That shit gets you lots of, you know, lots of points in the averages when you don't have any time to adjust. When you have time to adjust, when you can get your jab off, you know, work the body and the rounds are longer, then Butaev's style sucks. That, I mean, he doesn't suck, but his style struggles. That's why he gets knockouts. And when he gets decisions, you know, he, he kind of struggles. Like, uh, he went the distance with Best Putin. Best Putin beat him. Don't get me wrong. It got overturned to a no contest because Best Putin's a drug cheat. But uh, fucking Butaev still lost the fight. I, I watched the fight. He, yeah, he lost. Like, he, that nigga lost. Wow, so you crazy. know, yeah. So it's just it's just context, man. Like I said, people just be around here sucking dick. They just you know they just so thirsty. They want they want their fighters to be all this shit. But there's a bunch of different factors that go in, and that's why people talk about oh he's a fucking Olympic gold medalist and shit. Fucking so, like bro, Lomachenko was the fucking most decorated amateur in all of history. Couldn't even beat Tiafimo. 
Tiafimo wasn't uh, shit as a fucking amateur. Tiafimo, Tiafimo ain't accomplished half of, or Tiafimo ain't accomplished a quarter of what Lomachenko accomplished in the amateurs, and Lomachenko couldn't do shit. Lomachenko couldn't do shit with him. So I, I, I look in. I just get tired of hearing that lame shit. Yeah, that's just crazy. Um, I was gonna switch up the fight cards and talk about Big Shot Shaw and this really stacked um card that's that's um on for top rank. Um, I know it's looking good. Yeah, you got uh Mr. Uh, Floyd Cashflow Diaz. He's on the card, and then who else you got? You have um um you have Abraham Nova. In which I'll get to him in a bit, but on top of that, uh, uh, you have um, um, who else is on the card too? Uh, there's um, uh, who's the other fighter? Um, uh, you got guys like um, Brian Norman Jr. He's on the card. Rohan Polanco, I've heard of him. He's good. Uh, Haven Brady, he's coming back. And then you got um. Dante Benjamin, you know, I, I kind of like him. And then, you know, Shushu, he's actually coming back. He's going up against uh, that tough Mexican veteran, uh, Juan Antonio Lopez. Uh, the, uh, that's going to be a good fight. And then Guido, he's going up against Jonathan Rice. Wow. That that might be a toss-up. That might be a toss-up. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, what do you think about the card? I think it's actually a good card. Uh, this is actually one of those. This is one of those rare top rank cards. I'm like actually pretty excited about. Lots of good matchups. Uh, I think Cashflow is going to do well. I like Cashflow personally. He has a lot of skills. He just needs to keep his hands up. I know he's been getting tagged recently, trying to be more aggressive for the fans to get more knockouts. Which is, you know, again another example of fan representation. Fans suck you off if you look terrible but get knockouts. But weird how that didn't carry over to Wilder. Anyways. Um, uh, but, uh, but yeah, no, he's gonna, he's gonna look good. Uh, I like Shushu. I think Shushu's gonna do what needs to be done. Um, I haven't done much research on this opponent. I'll probably do that later on this week, but, uh, I'm taking Shushu for that one. Uh, Delonte, uh, Johnson, you know, those dudes, I, I mean, cool. They'll probably win their fights because they're probably fighting nobody anyway, but, you know, good for him. Uh, I like all the heavyweight action. The heavyweight action is dope. Rice has fought a lot of different heavyweight styles and has made a lot of improvements, and he's tough. I just think that this fucking giant Italian dude is fresher. <laughs> he's fresher. Uh, he has very fast hands. and Well, not very fast, but he has noticeably fast hands. <laughs> he's very strong. And I think uh, he'll probably just, you know, overwhelm uh, overwhelm Rice. I mean, I want Rice to win, but I just don't think he's going to. Uh, I think Big Shot is going to take F.A. to a decision. F.A. is like Wilder from Wish.com. Don't get it twisted. But he does have he does have power. He is, uh, he is a quality boxer. He can do some damage on the inside. You know, he mixes up his shots. Varies his selection and he follows him off the jab with a good straight right and uppercuts on the inside. So Shaw gonna have to be careful, make some adjustments, work the jab of his own, work the combinations, make sure to keep FA on the back foot. I mean, he could drop FA, but I don't think he's gonna stop him. 
especially with his performance against Dueko. I know he got to stop it there. I stopped it was kind of bullshit. Cause he was he wasn't gonna he wasn't gonna stop Dueko. So uh, so so yeah, I think he's gonna give him uh, probably a UD. I mean, he could stop him, but I just don't think Shaw is going to. But yeah, I, I got shot by UD on that one. And um, uh, what was the other ones? Um, you got Brian Norman, and uh, right, Brian Norman Jr. It's about time. I've I've been meaning to see. I, I I've been looking forward to Brian Norman Jr. because apparently Brian Norman Jr. stops everybody in sparring. Like he like he whoops he whoops everyone's ass in spine. Like he whoops Tank and spine. He whoops Tank Crawford's spine. I'm like, okay, cool. Spine is great. Uh, what's going on with this pro career? Is he fighting anybody? So I'm yeah. glad he's finally. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad he's finally getting some fights because, I mean, he seems cool, but I'm tired of hearing about what he does in sparring. Can can we get some fights? Yeah, he's uh, been inactive for well over a year and one month. So that's. Uh, not a good sign and actually I'm gonna put the blame on Black Prime because he was supposed to be back in the ring in like what November or October or actually no September he was supposed to be back in the ring by September and then some weird mess came around where you know Black Prime they weren't I guess like treating him right and he wasn't getting like his, his uh, fights lined up with them and I guess, like, according to uh, his father, this is just, like, word of mouth. I don't know if this is true, but uh, they just basically, like, you know, stopped doing business with them because I guess it ended up being shady. And uh, he's just like, nah, screw it. You know, like, I'm not, like, I'm not going to do business with them. So I guess maybe leading up to this point, maybe this is where they had their opportunity with top rank. And uh, maybe this is, like, a step in the right direction. But... I don't know why they would go this way. Like, I think, I think, like, uh, I would hope that this is like a one and done. I don't, I don't think Top Rank is gonna offer anything to him because one, he fights at welterweight, so you know, I would assume if you want all the heavy, heavy work, you know, you should, you know, go over to the PBC and you know get that smoke. So, um, I guess we'll find out and you know see how you know how Brian's gonna move in his uh, career. Yeah, I guess. I mean, Top Rank is just a good place to, you know, just eat without having a lot of risk. Um, it's a good place to hide out and just develop and get some steady cash before you start making other career moves. So I don't blame him. He's been inactive. You know, you can't start out fighting, you know, top, top smoke or whatever. Like, look at Rashidi. Rashidi fought one fight on PPC, got stepped up a little, and then lost. <laughs> so, so I was like, you know, you like, gotta be careful, you gotta be careful. Yeah, it's sad. No, well, uh, but it's just like, like how it, like how is it that top rank is able to find these opponents like so quickly for guys? But it's like every time when like a PVC card gets set up, it's always tough smoke. It's not just like these guys are just out, you know, let the ring for like three to six months, like. You know, when they're ready to fight, you know, they're being lined up to fight, like, really, really tough guys that you've probably never heard of. <laughs> I mean, that's how Bob does business. ESPN is, their marketing is undefeated. I keep saying ESPN marketing is undefeated. 
That's how they do things. That's how they've always done things. And fans don't demand anything more. The fans don't care. Fans just want dudes to look good. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's just crazy because it's like I've been to two top rank fights and like honestly, what they try to make it out on TV, it's not you know like the same thing. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, uh, like uh, they try to make it seem like that their like events are like jam packed, but. I don't see that to be true. Like it, like to me, it feels like you're in like a really small venue, and it doesn't seem like that they're really selling out. You know, a lot of venues. Well, uh, I'm sure that when they do like Madison Square Garden, or you know, like whatever room Tiafimo fights in, or whatever room Berlanga fights in in New York. I'm pretty sure those do like those are probably sellouts, but everywhere else, I'm not really sure. I don't really keep track of that information. I don't really, I don't really care too much. But, uh, but yeah, you know, it just. I mean, it is what it is. Their whole they don't have to really worry about making money because they're attached to ESPN. ESPN is owned by Disney, so they have a blank check. They'll never go broke. It doesn't matter if they actually make money in boxing or not, because they'll always have money. That's why they don't care about putting on decent fights because they know they're attached to ESPN, attached to Disney. So they'll never run out of cash. Yeah. So, like, oh, that's really how they're able to get away with, like, marginal fights. Yeah, they don't have to put, they don't have to put on big fights because they don't need to worry about a return on investment. Disney is there. Disney gives them a blank check. That's so crazy, man. Like... <laughs> Because, uh, like, um, for, you know, all the fights that I've seen on the top rank cards, like for the Berlanga card and then the Joe Smith Jr. versus, you know, Gefford, you know, undercard prelims, like, uh, those fights were just flying by quick. Like, I was just, like, laughing. Like, I was talking to, like, my dad and grandfather, like, about it. And I'm like, yo, like, these fights are garbage. And uh, they were telling me, like, yeah, like, you know, they kind of, you know, look like that, you know, that the... But that the like opponents that they are fighting are, are just coming in just to get knocked out. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's that's kind of their purpose. Like I said, people people will say that Top Rank has the best matchmakers in boxing, which is true. They know how to they know how to build someone, turn him into a star for absolutely accomplishing nothing, and have the people believe that person is the best fighter in the world. Yeah. Yeah, um, one last topic before I sign out. Um, you know, what's your, you know, final prediction for, you know, Ray Vargas and Oshaki Foster coming up? Oh, uh, when is that? Isn't that the thirtieth? February. 11th. Oh, so I okay. This is not my final prediction, but currently, I'm leaning Ray Vargas by decision. Hmm. And that's where I'm at with it. Ray Vargas is very tall. He's very long, but he's very aggressive and quick. He has a solid gas tank. And his chin isn't, you know, he is chinny. But the thing is, he doesn't get knocked out. He just gets knocked down. And in the fights where he has been knocked down, sometimes he's been able to come back and win the round based on his punch activity. That's dangerous. Uh, he's bigger than Oshaki. Uh, he'll punch with Oshaki, and Oshaki's going to have to get inside of his jab range to effectively land that hook to put Ray Vargas down or out. 
So, I mean, it's Oshaki. Oshaki can win. Don't get me wrong. Oshaki can win. But right now, I'm edging Vargas. Yeah, Vargas, he's been hot, you know, with his, you know, win streak. And um, I just have, like, I a mean, really I deep. Mean, he's, yeah. he's, undefe- he's undefeated. Yeah. I think Oshaki, he has, like, two losses, right? Uh, I'm not sure. Oh. Yeah, but, I mean, if he pulls out the upset to beat Ray Vargas, like, you know, that's a certified. So, I, uh, like, I want to see Oshaki win, but I think I think he's going to be in for, like, a really difficult fight. <laughs> I mean, they, they both are. Because the reality is, Oshaki, he gets the right, he gets the right hook off. He can sleep fucking Ray Vargas. I mean, he can, he can put him down and really rock his shit and finish him off. But uh, then again, uh, Ray Vargas is rare. The reason why he's undefeated is because it's rare that a big that a big giant opponent right there throws so many punches. He's kind of like he's kind of like the Fundora down there in those little weight classes because he's just, he's just so tall. Like when he was at one twenty two, it didn't make any sense. Like he's tall as fuck and he's fighting at one twenty two. Like what the fuck? Yeah, it's crazy because you know he has such a huge frame and just you know everything like about Ray Vargas is like. Honestly, he should be fighting at welterweight. You know, he shouldn't even be fighting at 130 or 126. Mm, yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's like crazy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, well, yeah. Oh, I was just gonna say I gotta, I gotta probably sign off because I gotta get some sleep. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah most definitely. Like I'll. Uh, talk with you of uh, come fight night and uh you know i will you know catch with you later absolutely thanks for having me on all right thank you i'll see you later right, have a good one all right, all right peace out all right y'all uh shout out to d i hope you guys had a great time listening to this episode uh this will be uploaded to the podcast along with my other episode that i have with uh combat tool bag so Hope you guys enjoyed. Shout out to the mighty LDBC TWT family, and I am out. Here's the outro.